0: We're ready to hear the word of the Lord. Are you ready to hear what God has for us? Amen. Father, I pray you speak to us. I pray, I pray you challenge us God. Let your word, my God, be like that two-edged sword, God, that the Bible speaks that it penetrates, that it cuts going in, but it also cuts coming out, Lord. And the end result of the cut is not to kill, but the cut more is like a it's like a it's like a surgery, God, that you operate in us, Lord. So, Father God, I pray, Lord, you do your best work in us today through your word. I hide, Lord, under your power. My God, I dwindle, I diminish, I decrease, that you may increase, God. And as I share your word, let your word do what it can do best. Your word heals, restores, revives, ignites, propels, encourages, and launches forward, God. And I promise I will give you the entire glory. In your name we pray. And everybody says, come on. Amen. Well, today we are closing our meaning series entitled hello my name is and the reason why we picked this this series and this theme is because uh, we want to introduce to you specific bible characters who we seldom read about or hear about when we come to church or read our bible Uh, many of us we know who king david was and what he did with a stone and we know about samson and his hair Uh, and we know about delilah and we know about Jesus, and we know about Mary, and we know about John the Baptist, and we know about Peter. And we know about uh, Adam and Eve, and Noah, and Jonah. Uh, but we, we, we wanted, my, my goal in this series was to introduce you to people in the Bible that we seldom don't talk about, yet there's so much we can glean from and learn from. And so the first uh, Sunday of the series, we went to Genesis chapter 38, where we talked about a man by the name of Onan whose name means vigor, and I, I don't have time to explain that, but we, we, we did mention the importance of honoring your brother and leaving a legacy. Second week, uh, or last Sunday, uh, Pastor John and, 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 and uh, uh, Pastor Frank talked about King Jehoshaphat and how his life rep- speaks to us about the importance of giving God praise in the midst of adversity and challenges. And so for the past two weeks, we've we've been looking at people in the Old Testament. Today, we're going to go a couple of thousand years in history. And we're going to go to the New Testament. And primarily, we're going to go read, we're going to read one of the Pauline letters. Um, And and, and here's a fun fact. When you read the Bible, um, this book we have here, this is what we call the canonization of the Word of God. And what does the Canaanite nation means? The word canon means to measure. A rule. And so what makes this Bible a Bible is that it went through a process of ruling, if you will. Some scholars and theologians and Bereans and, 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 and people who study the word of the Lord. Who took all of the books that were written. And they made sure that there was no contradiction but also it was inspired and I and I, I, I yeah no I won't say that because then then you well I should say that put you an in institute um make you study um, um and, and so when, when you read the Bible when you read the Bible today I can tell you go to the book of John chapter 5 verse 3 and that's easy for us to do well back in the days when the Bible was written which the Bible wasn't called the Bible. The Bible was called scrolls because they they didn't have a book. They had scrolls. So when the scrolls were written, they didn't have verses. There's no verse five, verse seven, chapter three. It was was a scroll. It 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 was a writing. And so when you look at the New Testament, today we're gonna talk about this guy in the Bible by the name of Philemon. Philemon is not a book Philemon is a letter As a matter of fact The Apostle Paul Is the author of the book of Philemon We're going to focus on Philemon But let me I got to give you a backdrop He's the author of the book of Philemon Who by the way he happens to write One third of the New Testament When the Apostle Paul is When the Apostle Paul wrote All that he wrote he wasn't thinking about writing a Bible it was not in his mind saying I'm gonna write this because they're gonna put in the Bible because just like Paul wrote many other people wrote matter of fact if you read the gospel according to John the last chapter in the last verse it says and there were so many other things that Jesus could have that Jesus did that if there were enough books to write all that he wrote there would not have been enough books in the world to contain all so there was a lot of writing about Jesus so when Paul was writing all that he wrote, he wasn't thinking about, I'm going to do a Bible. So he's writing. But the, 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 the light of Paul's writing is that you see his capacity to be different in his approach in his, in his writing. Now, why am I giving you all this backdrop? I'm going to get it in a minute. Paul writes letters to the churches, Right? and some of the letters he writes is what we call circular letters what's a circular letter? a circular letter was or is a letter that was written to a specific group for example the letter the epistles to the Ephesians the letter of Ephesians was written to the Ephesian church in Ephesus but although it was written for the Ephesian church, they took that same letter and they started circulating to all of the churches in minor Asia because the content of that letter would benefit the body. So it was called a circular letter. When you read Ephesians, when you read 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, circular letters, right? When you read the book of Romans, Paul writes the book of Romans to the Roman church. When Paul writes the book of Romans, he writes it in an effort. Remember, Paul, Paul after he got saved, he's killed Christians, Saul of Tarsus got saved. They're trying to kill him. He comes down a basket out a roof. He's running. In his, in, 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 in his escape, he goes three and a half years to Arabia. And he sits under the feet of Barnabas, and he goes out to study. And while he's out there for three and a half years in Arabia, he gets this revelation. And the revelation that the apostle Paul gets, he writes it, the book of Romans. Now he didn't write the book of Romans in Arabia, but the revelation of Christ, he gets it there. Now, 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 when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the other four. Gospels of the of the New Testament when you read the Gospels the Gospels contain history geography and Jesus went to Mount Olives and Jesus went to the desert geography topography right it contains history talks about Pilate talks about Caesar talks about Jesus, this. is history and it contains actions and miracles of Christ What Paul does in the book of Romans The book of Romans become the theology Of what was written of Christ in the Gospels Matthew doesn't talk about the doctrine of justification Paul does Luke doesn't talk about the the doctrine of sanctification Paul does John doesn't talk about the doctrine of adoption Paul does But what Paul does is, he looks at all that the Gospels wrote of Christ, and and I'm not sure if it was intentional, but the book of Romans is the theology of all that was written about Christ in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So that's a great letter. The book of Romans is a great letter. Because it it, it it gives you a, it gives you a, a, a theological substratum or basis or foundation of what Jesus Christ is now when you go to first second Corinthians first second Thessalonians right when you go to first second Timothy now Paul is not writing theology as it pertains to revelation of Christ he's writing pastor what we call Pastoral epistles, so he's writing to the church of Christ, so that the church of Christ can grow in the stature and the measure of Christ, a perfect man, based on Ephesians, right? So that's 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 Paul's objective. But of all of the letters in the New Testament, there's one. So you have you have the, the, the you know uh, the epistles. You have pastoral letters, but then you have what he calls personal letters. And personal, the personal letters that Paul writes, there's not a lot of revelation in it. There's not a lot of theology in it because it's personal letters he's writing to specific people. For example, Titus. For example, Timothy. He focuses on his son, Timothy. So although there is theology embedded in it, but the substratum and the overall message is not to give you a theological breakdown of any doctrine. It's to mentor his spiritual son to be careful of apostasy and to keep the faith and to be of good character and then nobody inspire you. All that stuff. But when he gets to Philemon, it's, it's, it's one of those personal letters. to personal letters. Which by the way, when Paul writes to Philemon, because that's the guy we're going to talk about, Philemon. When Paul writes to Philemon, Paul is in prison. Now, what does Philemon mean? Well, the word Philemon is a Greek word. But the prefix phi is where we get the word kiss. So where we get the word love. There's several types of love in the Bible. You have the Eros, you have the agape, right? You have the phileo That Phileo is that brotherly love. Who Paul writes a letter to the church in Philadelphia? I'll, I'll explain that one day when I do revelations. So 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 when you when, when you talk about Philemon, Philemon in essence literally means a kiss beloved a beautiful and amazing person that's who Philemon is now now so what does his name mean beautiful person a caring person now where was he from Philemon was a Christian who got saved who actually lived in the town of Colossae now Philemon was a great man he was a good-hearted person He had a good reputation and of good testimony To the point that scholars believe that Philemon was rich Now I don't know, I don't know if there's a connotation between being nice and being rich I don't know if there's a connection between being wealthy and being a nice person But if, but let me tell you, God likes to bless nice people matter of fact the bible says that the prideful and the arrogant god sees them from afar so maybe maybe one of the reasons why you don't get what what you want god to give you is maybe because your attitude is wrong maybe the reason why you, you 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 know you 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 know you know now listen i'm not saying i'm not saying that you being nice is 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 having everything, because you could not have nothing and be the nicest person. But I know people that are so ugly, they're so bad, they're so annoying, and they're always complaining. God, why don't you bless me? You'd be surprised if you be nice to somebody every every other day. You might be. Because yeah. let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell, you, let, me tell you, let me tell you this revelation, which is not a revelation. God don't bless people. Let me explain. please don't post that. Let me explain it. God uses people to bless people. God never sent me a check in the mail. An angel never came flying from heaven and gave me a hundred dollars here. I want to bless you. No, God uses people to bless people. But if you're ugly and nasty to people, whenever God wants to use people to bless you, him, I ain't giving him nothing. I ain't blessing them. You'd be surprised how a little smile can go a long way, y'all. Listen to me. He was a rich man. He was an influential man. He was a, a guy of position and influence in his society. His faith and love were a testimony to all of his companions to the point that he opens a church in his house. That's crazy. Everybody, everybody wanted to go to Philemon's house because everybody knew after service everybody was going to eat because it was a rich house. Everybody, you know, Patelillos and la capuria we going to, I'm going to Philemon's house. We're going to Philemon's house. And not only that, he was a nice guy. He was pleasant. He was a happy person. He made everybody feel welcome. He made everybody belong. Who wouldn't want to be in a church like that? Philemon. He was a friend of Paul. You don't get no better than that. Not only are you nice, not only are you rich, but your friend is an apostle. I want to be part of that church. I want to be part of that ministry. And Paul writes a letter, a personal letter to Philemon. Why does he write this letter to Philemon? give me the undergird Paul is in prison in Rome and in prison you know inmates meet inmates you, you, uh, inmate meet inmates hey what's up what's your name oh, okay. what you in for I ain't do nothing <laughs> I ain't never do nothing right how many years you got ah, you know five years but hopefully parole I'll be out of tune what did you do In prison, Paul meets a guy by the name of Onesimus, which his name means useful, who happens to be a slave of Philemon. That's that's the backdrop. Paul is in prison for the cause of Christ. In jail, I'm sure he was preaching Jesus. And in prison he meets a guy by the name of Onesimus who came in prison a criminal But somewhere in prison the Apostle Paul ministers to Onesimus and Onesimus got saved and in the process of salvation Because let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you Salvation is vertical but it has an impact horizontally So Onesimus got right with God. Wow, but now, but now, but now Paul is talking to Onesimus and Paul finds out that Onesimus is something wrong to Philemon. But guess what? Onesimus did his time. He's ready to go back to the public. And God, and Paul tells Onesimus, you can't just have a good relationship with God and not fix your relationship with your brother. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go. You're going to go to Philemon. Who was your master? Now, here's the backdrop Onesimus was a slave of Philemon. In the Bible, there were different types of slaves. You have a servant called Dulus, which is a slave by obligation. You have Piutereteo, which is a slave by remuneration, right? You had a, 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 a diaconia, which was a slave by Love, you had slave by remuneration. I, I serve if you pay me, right? This guy Onesimus, because in the Old Testament, I don't taking time. I got seventeen minutes. Don't worry, we'll be out in time. In the Old Testament, when a master owned a slave, and the slave, somewhere in his serving, he became kind of like family. The master would take a slave to the court. And he will tell him, I want him to be free because I love him so much that I want to give him his freedom back. But that slave was so appreciative that all of the years that he served his master as a slave, the master never treated him like a slave. So at the court, when when, when the master would tell the judge, I want to make him free, he would say, now that he's made me free, now I want to be his slave for the rest of my life. And then they will put him an earring either on his nose or on his ear So that whenever this man who you was a slave would walk down the streets They will now know that he's no longer a slave by obligation He is a slave because of love Onesimus was not a slave of Philemon out of obligation Philemon entrusted Onesimus with everything he had he gave him his house, he had access to everything to the point that Onesimus steals from Philemon. He robs him. Ain't that crazy when you open your heart to somebody and you open your trust to somebody and, 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 and they usurp your trust and they rob you of your joy and they rob you of your, thing. isn't that crazy? Which at the end of the day, Philemon's name means happy, loving, kind, and all you do is be nice to people. And what you get in return is betrayal. And so when, when Philemon finds out that Onesimus stole from him, you know what Onesimus did? He broke out. He ran away. And running away, he must have committed some type of crime that he ended up in prison. And of all places, his inmate was Paul. God. oh god this is whew. on that on that note Paul reaches Onesimus and he tells Onesimus you gotta get things right bro cause you can't be a Christian with unresolved issues Paul tells Onesimus I want you to go to Philemon's house and Onesimus is like oh my god if I go to his house he's gonna kill me he's gonna kill me Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. No, 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 he got the power, he got money, he got influence, he got power, he gonna kill me. You know what Paul does? Paul says, I want you to go to Onesimus' house, and I want you to give him this letter, the letter of Philemon. So now, I want you to see, I want you to see with me. Onesimus is as scared as heck. Going to Philemon's house. He knocks at the door of Philemon. Philemon opens the door, and to his surprise, he sees the guy who stole from him, robbed him, and ran away. Onesimus opens the door, and he already prepares for a punch. He's like, Imagine Philemon's reaction to see this guy. How dare you not come, go. But I'm sure Onesimus said, Before you hit me, please read this letter. Before you hit me, Paul told me to tell you just to read this letter. And that's the backdrop. I want to paint so that now we can start preaching in my next 13 minutes. I'll be done in 13 minutes, I promise you. So Paul writes this, he says, Philemon, Onesimus give this to Philemon when you see him. So Onesimus is at the outside of the door, Philemon is inside of the house, the door is open, and this is what Philemon reads, Paul, a prisoner of Christ. He could have used Paul, an apostle, a minister of the gospel, he, he, he could have threw rank in there if he wanted. But look how he starts his letter, church. Paul, prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother. To Philemon, our dear friend. Understand right now, Philemon is reading. His face demeanor is, he's angry to Philemon our dear friend and fellow worker also to Appia, that was some lady in the church what an ugly name Lord have mercy also to Appia, our sister and Archippus our fellow soldier and to the church that meets in your home I want you to see this Paul opens the door Philemon opens the door Paul says I Prisoner of Christ To Appiah, she must have been a leader at the church Maybe a co pass, I don't know And the other guy, what's his name? Appiah Appiah and Archippus And then he said And to the church In your house So I want you to see, Philemon is at the door The church is in the house, leadership is in the house There's a guy, a criminal at the door And there's a letter in the middle Of a criminal and a church Look what he says Look what he says Verse 4 I always thank my God As I remember you in my prayers Where is Paul? Where is Philemon? Free In his worst Predicament, the Apostle Paul takes time to pray for a man who is free. God wants to take you and I to a level that when we are in our lowest, we are still higher than people who are free. To, to be able to impact a man like this, at, listen, it don't get no worse than jail. But in his lowest of lowest Paul who is locked up writes a letter to a free man while he's in a condition that no one can do nothing for him. And that's the place God wants us to go. That's the place God wants to take you that you can be so high in God that when you're low, you're still higher than others to lift them up while you're still in your low. He says I always thank God as I remember you in my prayers. Verse 5. Look what he does. Because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. What does that tell me? That rumors that Paul was informed of what was happening in his church, Philemon's house. Although he was in prison, and by the way, there was no WhatsApp, there was no Facebook, there was no Instagram. He was aware of the revival that was happening in Philemon's church at his house. He says, I thank God because I hear about your love. Remember, his name means love. Philemon, your love for all, for all of his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. Verse 6, I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective and deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Look what he says in verse 7. Your love has given me great joy understand he's at the door Onesimus is right there waiting to get punched your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you look what he calls him brother have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people look Paul Paul is this is the masterpiece he's writing because Philemon doesn't know Onesimus as a brother he knows him as a criminal but Paul is painting the picture how you love the brothers because he's about to lay down something that's going to change and shift he says therefore verse 8 although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to because at the end of the day Paul is Philemon's apostle I got the power to throw a rank and tell you what to do but I don't work in that role let me tell you in the kingdom we don't work with that spirit Though i could be bold in order you to do what you ought to do yet i prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love it is as none other than paul an old man and now a prisoner of christ look what he says verse 10 that i appeal to you look what that i appeal to you for my son Onesimus, I appeal to, to Philemon, the great man of God. Philemon, oh my God, how much have I heard how good you've been, how much love you have, how much have I heard how you love the people and everybody in your church loves you and how much you're a great guy. He says all that up, all that up. And, and at this point, Philemon's like, yeah, I'm the man. He yeah, asked me, I'm a good guy. Then he says in verse 10, I appeal to you for my son, Onesimus. What is he telling him? I won this guy in prison. I won him in prison. Who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly, he was useless to you. But now he has become useful both to you and to me. Listen, at this point, Philemon's demeanor is changing. I am sending him who is my very heart back to you. God have mercy. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he can take your place in helping me while I am in change for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent so that any favor you, I'm sorry, so that any favor you do would not seem forced but would be voluntary. And then he says, 15, perhaps this, the, the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever. Not as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you. And finally, am like, how in the world is this guy more dearer to me? Both as a fellow man and as a brother in the Lord. So if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. And if he has done any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. And look what he says. I, Paul, I am, because back in the days, a lot of the the, the letters that Paul wrote he didn't write he was speaking he was dictating and then somebody wrote but this one he says I Paul I am writing this letter with my own hand and he says and I will pay it back not to mention you owe me your very self don't forget that who you are is because God used me to win you for the Lord don't forget verse 20 I do wish brother that I may have some benefit from the Lord from you and the Lord refresh my heart in Christ confident of your obedience I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I ask and one more thing look what he says read that one more thing come on read it prepare a guest room for me just to say, by the way, and I'm going when I come out of jail, I'm gonna go to your house. And I'm gonna see where you put on us in at. Prepare a room for me because I hope to be restored in you to I hope to be restored to you in pr- answer to your prayers. And that's the letter Philemon reads in front of the door with the betrayer in front of him and the church behind him. Philemon has to ask himself this question, am I going to let bitterness in my heart change who I am or am I going to live who I am in the middle of my bitterness because at the end of the day what I do will determine the impact of the church in my house. Philemon had the name that qualified him. But your name in moments of crisis will determine who you really are. I'm a Christian. How do you react in crisis? I'm a believer. I speak in tongues. How do you respond in crisis? So what does Philemon teach us? God, I wish I had more time. Philemon, if Philemon were here today Here's what he would tell us Don't get so caught up in the title That you don't live out your purpose Because who you say you are Will go through the filter of process Philemon would tell us Listen, you cannot judge people For a mistake they've made And you gotta make room For God to reach and save and forgive them because you can imagine Onesimus robbed them. And Paul says, no, receive them. Receive him. It don't get worse than me. I was, killing, I was killing church folk. I was a Christian terrorist. And God showed mercy on me. And I'm sending him back to you. Not as a doulos. Not as a slave. I'm sending him as a diakonia. I'm sending him as a phileo. As a brother. Listen to me church. Philemon is teaching us that sometimes separation is necessary for collaboration to happen. Sometimes separation is necessary. Had Onesimus never left Philemon, Philemon would have always marked him and judged him. There he go. Don't trust him with the money. He's a thief. He'll be in the church still. Don't, don't give him the bucket. But sometimes separation caused Onesimus to go in prison and find Paul and be transformed so that when he came back home Hello, Luke chapter 15, prodigal son so that when he came back home he came back different, restored, and transformed I'm I'm, I'm browsing through all this because we're running out of time Philemon teaches us to look at those who hurt us as brothers in the faith he teaches us to love those who do us wrong Philemon teaches us to forgive those who trespass against us now Philemon had more than enough reason to excommunicate him but Paul says remind Receive him as you receive me and then he says and if he owes you anything Charge it to my account I'll pay the tab What did he take? I don't know hundred dollars. I'll pay for it But I am so convinced that this new Onesimus Is not the Onesimus that left your house I'm willing to vow for him. I'm willing to pay the tab We as Christians And I know This is one of these messages That is not going to sit well but, But before you have your Thanksgiving turkey On Thursday Get right with people Get right with people Before you sit at the table Get right with people But pastor you don't know what they did to me Okay But I know what you did to God And he forgave you Imagine if God would treat us how sometimes we treat those who do bad to us. Imagine, none of us would be saved. So here's a guy who used to kill Christians, transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit sees a man who was just in his condition and says come here papa god, i know what you're going through because the church tried to kill me and i had to climb out a window i know what you're going through but i found god and like i found god i want to introduce you to that same god come here baby and he sends them back to come listen 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 christianity is not escapism Christianity is where you confront and you resolve. That's what the Bible says. If you have an offering to bring, before you bring it to the offering, go get right with your brother. Christianity will force you to get right because we're good. Listen, many of it, listen, the cross is, the cross is not just vertical. We're good with God and us, but the cross is also horizontal. That's why the greatest commandments in the Bible are narrowed down to two. Love God with all your mind, heart and strength. But love your neighbor as you love yourself. So what is Philemon teaching us? He's teaching us that your position doesn't matter if your heart is not right. Philemon is teaching us, live out your virtues and don't let the pain of the past distort who you really are. Philemon is teaching us. To be able to see the power of Christ changing people, even those people who has, have done us wrong. So as I close, I want to challenge you. God has given you a letter today. And in that letter is the name of whoever did you wrong. And in that letter is the person who hurt you, betrayed you, backstabbed you, offended you. And God is telling you, what are you going, I know, I know what they did to you. He told me, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? This is why Paul tells us, listen to me. Romans chapter 12, verse 21. Paul tells us, do not be overtaken by evil, but overcome evil with good. You could hate her for the rest of your life. Yeah, you could do that. But you're not going to be Christ-like. You can be better at him for what he's. did. You, 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 is that, is that, when you look at it, when you look at it, in the natural world, you have all the right. But we're not from this world. We're not from this world. The rules of the kingdom is opposite from the, words, the, the, the rules of the world the rules of the world is the law of the talion an eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth you take my eye out I'm taking your eye out you take my tooth out I'm taking it. but the rule of the kingdom is if they slap you give you other cheek if they ask for the for the cloak give them your garment if they ask for a mile walk five and in listen me in doing this in doing this is that we live out this gospel That's how we live it. So Philemon had a decision to make. Am I going to let this guy in the church? Or am I going to kick him out of the church? And Philemon looks at Onesimus. Dude, you hurt me, bro. I entrusted you everything I had in the church. You did me wrong, bro. But I forgive you. I forgive you. Now, Forgiveness doesn't mean forget. Forgiveness doesn't mean forget. Forgiveness means what you did to me will not paralyze me from growing in God. I re... Listen, when you forgive the beneficiary of forgiveness is not the person you forgive, is you. When you forgive somebody, you're the one that get healed. They get free, but you get healed. So who do you need to get right with today? Whether you're Philemon or whether you are Onesimus. Because there are Philemon's here today that you just need to forgive. But there are some Onesimus that you need to confront and say, yeah, I did that, I was wrong wrong this my friend is the gospel of Jesus Christ this is not, not the gospel this is the gospel he said if I speak in the tongues of men and angels and I have not love I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal if I have faith to move mountains but I have no love I am nothing this is the gospel this is it so Thanksgiving is coming Thanksgiving is in four days three days so before you cut that turkey with that knife and eat that cranberry and that stove top stuffing oh God I just got hungry find a way to forgive somebody find a way to forgive somebody of months ago, we, start, we started church five years ago. And when I started the church, I lost a lot of friends. A lot of friends. A lot of friends. Because people love you when they can benefit from you. But when you only have 38 people in a church, You're not in a mega building. Ain't nobody want to be with you. And I lost a lot of friends. And there was room in my heart for bitterness. There was room in my heart for resentfulness. But my prayer was, Lord, guard my heart. Guard my heart. Guard my heart. A few months ago. now they see five campuses and and all these magazines and and AG and all this stuff and so now hey pastor I'm sorry and I'm like dude where were you when I was only 38 where were you but you have to forgive and you have to love and you have to let it go you can grow so my charge to you today as I introduce to you Philemon is to forgive to live out who you are and don't let what you've done change who you are Philemon never stopped being Philemon be you be the best version of who you were created to be every eye close every head bow Father, in your name we come. Lord, I pray you give us the boldness. But boldness intertwined with compassion and love to confront our onesimuses, Lord. That they're knocking at our doors, yet we don't want to release them and forgive and, for, and, 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 and restore. So, Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name that like you did philemon you do us remind us that you became a prisoner you became a sinner so that we may be redeemed remind us that you made us my god heirs and co-heirs with christ and you called us your brothers we're brethren remind us that we too have failed you yet you have forgiven us Remind us that you paid the price of our debt. So that we can in turn forgive those who trespass against us. Help us Lord. Because there's a church. There's a world. There's a community. There are children in our families waiting to see how we respond to the Onesimus knocking at our doors. Give us the courage. Give us the strength. In your name we pray. And everyone says, amen. Put those hands together.